All right, Hebre. As that baby's telling us, there's a lot to talk about this Shabbat. It's Parshat Bishalach. And the Torah tells us that this portion is so special. Have you ever seen inside the Torah scroll, the columns are laid out differently just for this area? To not look like straight lines, which is the norm, but the lines are separated to look like what? To like the sea parting, like the waves of the sea. The scribe of the Torah celebrates the miracle of the parting as the sea allowed the Israelites to escape from the clutches of the ever-mind-changing Egyptian oppressors. So I'm thinking about what to focus on tonight for these few minutes. I'm mindful that Miriam, the text tells us, led the women in a dance of liberation once the Israelites made it to the other side of that sea and realized that they were finally free. So this evening, I could choose to focus on the second women's march that took place in our nation last Sunday. There were thousands of people marching in our own city of San Francisco, marching for women's rights and declaring that, like Miriam, they would not be silenced, but would try to lead us all towards the promised land of a better future of true liberation. But the Parsha also tells us that when the Egyptians followed the Israelites into the sea with their chariots, they found that the mud locked their wheels, causing them to get really stuck. So a good darshan, a good sermonizer, could choose instead to use that text to reference the recent closing of the federal government, the ongoing pain caused by a government that's been stuck in the mud for so many years as people choose party over trying to work together for the good of the country. I, however, am going to play it safe. Instead, I'm going to talk to you about God. Because I know you all believe in God, right? Ooh, you put your heads down. And my closest colleague once gave a sermon about God at our other synagogue, and a member sitting in the congregation angrily complained that she does not come to synagogue to hear the rabbi talk about God. She wanted to hear about politics. <laughs> but we do need to talk about that holiness now and then. And this Parsha contains what is considered to be the biggest miracle of the Torah, the parting of that sea. And so it calls out for your theological consideration. Because sometimes it's in the nature of considering the miraculous that I think when we look at it from a Jewish perspective, we might be able to become unstuck ourselves around our preconceived notions about what Judaism really means when we say that word God. And maybe we can work towards our own personal theological development and understand as modern Jews the potential awareness of the divine and how that can bring meaning to our lives. You know, it is, after all, towards the miraculous that spiritual doubters look when they want to find some kind of evidence of God's presence. Oh, God, can't you just show me your real Make that stand float up in the air and I will be a true believer. 
And so when we find ourselves, very cool, <laughs> at Vashalach, the second miraculous expression in which God intervenes directly in the book of Exodus, the first being the burning bush, we can really look carefully and see, can there be some hint here? What's the situation? The Israelites having fled from Egypt, from the, convincing the Pharaoh that the plagues were the result of his oppressive obstinacy, they find their passageway to freedom blocked by what? A big body of water. And the Egyptians yet again harden their hearts and pursue them. And the Israelis, Israelites look, and I swear it's Woody Allen's great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather who turns to Moses and says in the Torah, New? Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? Did you have to bring us out here to die? <laughs> But biblical archaeologists dispute, where is that place? Where were they gathered at that point? The Sonsino that I grew up with, what did it say? Where were they? The Red Sea, right? A vast body of water, huge miracle. But even the 11th century, our famous commentator Rashi notes that in Hebrew it says Yam Suf. Yam means sea, and Suf can also be translated as reeds, a sea of reeds. So it can be understood as not being a huge body of water, but a sea of reeds that's blocking their way to freedom. If you think about it, how fascinating it is that the true great physical manifestations of miraculous inside this part of the Torah involve minor plants. Was the burning bush really that big of a miracle? I would have gone with a redwood myself, but it was a bush that maybe turned red in the fall. Who knows, I wasn't there. And now what are we looking at? Not a massive sea that Charleston Heston handsomely parts, but a sea of reeds. And the kind that grow in Egypt can get up to six feet tall, reeds. The same thing that Moses' mother did what with? She made the basket that carried him when he was a baby to freedom, to hope. The Torah tells us that as the Egyptians get closer, Moses prays to God for God's intervention, for a miracle. And the eternal's response is fascinating. It says directly in the text, God says to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. And there it is, a theological hint. The unseen presence, the God who calls God's self potential, calls upon human beings to go forward in our lives, to try to be our best selves, to step into life's waters and seek hope, especially when things seem difficult or impossible because of our fear. We know that at times in life, fear blocks us. What we thought was an impassable sea, when we really look at it with courage, was something shallow and crossable. 
The Midrash teaches that Nachshon ben Aminadav ran into the water, and when the water got up to his nose, what happened? Then it parted. And I read that Midrash as meaning that's when he found out it was four and a half feet deep. And that freedom could be achieved if he picked up his kid and his backpack or whatever he had and went forward into the unknown. From this perspective, God is that presence that empowers us to live in a more elevated way, giving us that courage to go forward. Look at your Torah. It's that God that called Abraham and said, Lech lecha, go seek your promise. Go forward after your depression from when your dad died and make your way to the promised land that the Parshat Noach tells us he was going to already. It's that wonder that tells Moses at the bush to be inspired to use your innate skills to go speak truth to power and end oppression. And it's what gave our people the courage to believe that they could break beyond the barrier of their slave mentality and part the shallow waters and finally truly be free. To me, this is a Jewish understanding of God. And it's that same kind of divine presence that helped Martin Luther King speak his truth. It's that presence, I believe, that gave those gymnasts the courage to speak out and bravely say, me too, after so many years of abuse. Maybe it's that presence that will help us get unstuck as a country and help us realize that we can solve our problems and we can be a land that welcomes the stranger and that sees God's presence as a reflection in every human being. The Bible backs me up with this. In the book of Kings, when the prophet Elijah is a little misguided about what God is, he's told to go out into nature and be by a cave. And he stands there and he waits. And then a miracle happens. A strong wind comes and it breaks in pieces the rocks that were in his presence. But then the text says that God was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. Did you feel it this week? But then the text says that God was not in the earthquake. And after the quake, a fire. But God was not in the fire. And after the fire, like at the burning bush, there was a still, small voice. And then God, then Elijah felt God's presence. May we, as 21st century Jews, not push away our hearing spiritually. May we listen with a sophisticated Jewish theology and hear that voice, that presence, that miracle that is in your life and inspire you to go forward towards your promise, towards your hope, towards your good. Ken ye so may it be. Amen.